Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. I'd like to start our program today with a devotion from the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is absolutely my most favorite book in the Bible when it comes to information about how to develop organizations, whether it be your homeschool, whether it be a ministry that you're going to start at church. All of the leadership principles are in the book of Nehemiah. So his story starts with a burden. He saw the condition of Jerusalem's wall, and he knew the situation was desperate. Because without a wall, people returning to Jerusalem after years in captivity, they'd be unprotected and vulnerable to attack. Nehemiah is broken hearted, but he didn't tackle the problem immediately. It wasn't a knee jerk reaction. Why? Because he understood that you first bring the burden before the Lord. The state of Jerusalem's wall reflected the condition of the Jewish people's relationship with God. Disobedience had left their city and their lives in disarray. So before Nehemiah could fix the brokenness surrounding the city, he asked God to fix the brokenness inside the people of the city. Forgiveness was the foundation for everything else that he would build upon. And God may be arranging behind the scenes a ministry for you so that you can do more than you ever thought possible. Once you are right with God, he can use you. So Nehemiah understood this and began to pray about what was to come next. All the while, God positioned Nehemiah so he'd have influence with the king and with the people. God arranged it so a foreign king would provide the resources to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. And I think that's phenomenal. As I work with Restore a Child and I recognize that the orphan problem globally is horrific. Over 150 million orphans. These are children that are so vulnerable. What can little old me do? Or what can little old you do? And, but God has laid this on my heart and so I'm praying about it. And I imagine that God will do more than I ever thought possible. So look around you. What breaks your heart? What has God put in front of you that you can't ignore? Until our hearts are broken for the situations and people around us, we'll just maintain the status quo. And that may mean that your heart is broken for your children or for your family. Once you know what your burden is, go to Jesus in prayer and ask him what to do next. Jesus, I'm burdened. I'm burdened about homeschooling, about vulnerable children. What should I do next? How can I make a difference? Dear Lord, how can 
we make a difference. We hold up to you the path that you would have us go on today. We hold up to you the ministry that you've put on our hearts. We hold up to you our children. We hold up to you our spouses. Thank you, Lord, for guiding us. And thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being a co-laborer with you, for being your hands, your mouth, and your feet. May our hearts be cemented with your heart, Lord. All this I pray in thy holy name. Amen. Ta-da! You can do a whole unit study on Nehemiah with kids. They can learn about Bible history. They can learn uh, what archaeological finds might be that prove the story of Nehemiah. I put in my Pinterest site a printable thing where you can make your own thematic unit on the book of Nehemiah. I think that when you look at Bible curriculum, it's so open because you can use the Bible as your textbook, any version that your family likes, and then you can have your children help you develop these unit studies on a certain book of the Bible. And Nehemiah is so fascinating because you have all of the intrigue and you have the antagonists of Tobiah and, and Sanballat who are just up there going, hey, even a little fox could knock your wall down. You know, you have anti-bullying and bullying examples there. You have weapons. Ancient weapons are it's always a fascinating component of any unit study for boys. And remember, we're talking about boys, and we'll talk more about them in the next section. So whatever you do, you, you enjoy the learning and the exploring. You know, God designed us that way. So have fun doing it. Curriculum Corner. During our Curriculum Corner, we're talking about educating the male mind. And research has played out that for the most part, and there's exceptions to every rules, girls, the female mind the right side develops first. And in a boy's mind, the left side develops first, which means that as we educate our boys, we need to not insist upon a right brain approach, but to look at a left brain approach. And if you are educating boys and girls, of course, what you would do for the boys will help the girls too and vice versa. And today, the title of our Curriculum Corner is Movement Does Not Mean Lack of Attention. And I think that title says it all. Many boys get into trouble because they find it difficult to sit still. And you may assume that because they're moving, they're not paying attention. But one study found that boys who had something to manipulate, such as a fiddle toy or clay, were totally learning what you were presenting to them. Boys are wiggly, and if they have to sit still too long, they can feel like they're going to explode. I would often, as I was educating boys, put two, two places in the room. I'd say, you can either be at your desk or you can be at the learning table. And so then they had permission to move back and forth. Some things that you may do is get allow them to stand at their desks. 
and that's all right. And that's where these exercise balls has, you know, some teachers use them as chairs so that the kids can roll around while they're sitting there, hopefully listening to them lecture. Whatever the case may be, curriculum is the path you choose. And part of that is not just the textbooks that you buy or a a course, a curriculum course that you might purchase, but it's the overarching path that you've chosen for your child, whether it's traditional school, homeschool, and how you implement that. Just remember, it is your choice, and as much as you can give that choice to your child, the better. Questions parents ask. Well, one parent was asking, how much does it cost to homeschool your child? That's, you know, that depends. If you take into account the fact that your time is of value and put a value on your time, it can really, you can, you can see how much it really costs because you can't work as much. Now, the older your ch- children get, the less you have to spend, less time you can spend, or if they're a self-teaching child, but that really defeats the purpose. The whole purpose is for you to be fully invested into your child or how much technology you use. That that depends too. The average cost, according to curriculum providers for homeschool, such as Sunlight, My Father's World, Abeka, BJU, those it, it, those uh, entities that have been providing homeschool curriculum for some time, suggest that the average cost is between five hundred and two thousand five hundred annually per child to homeschool. And that cost is cut down if you are reusing homeschool material from other children that you have. But maybe to start up, that would be your basic cost. It's a really good question. And if you think you can do it for free, even if you're unschooling, there is a lot of costs involved. But there are kind of hidden and it's not quite as the same as if you were sending them to a private Christian school. As usual, my advice is free, but you don't have to take it. And I know some of you are probably educating your children for a lot less than $500 a year. And it doesn't mean they aren't having a lovely education. Well, for those of you who want to homeschool through high school, don't forget Homeschool Companion has launched this year. We're in our pilot program of our virtual high school classroom and we have qualified teachers who have retired or maybe their spouses are in the military and they travel a lot. We provide the full gamut of high school courses from we provide Spanish, we provide German, so we have two language options. We have PE, we have all of the maths and science And uh, you can find out more by going to virtual-highschool.com. Make sure you have that little dash in there, virtualhighschool.com. But this is specifically designed for homeschooling families. Maybe you just want to take one course. But we do, if you take just one course, we provide an evaluation of your transcripts. We provide you with a template for your high school diploma. And we actually do 
a graduation where your child can either come face to face or just be online. So it's it's a pretty nice program. Well, we're talking with Bunny Pounds and her book, Rebuild the Walls. Uh, it's about rebuilding the walls of the nation, but there's so many wonderful principles in it. You'll want to stay tuned. So we'll be right back. Welcome. I'm welcoming to our program, Bunny Pounds. She is a Bible teacher, a formal political consultant. She also ran for Congress, which that's pretty brave. Um, but what we're talking about now is uh, something that she's passionate about. She's president of a organization called Christians Engaged, and you can go to christiansengaged.org to learn more, right, even as you're listening to the show. It's all spelled out, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S-E-N-G-A-G-E-D.org. Welcome, Bunny, to our show. Well, so great to be with you, Rose. You know, I'm sure I've forgotten things, uh, but as we go along, you can... Uh, remind me, we're going to talk about your your curriculum, and maybe we could start there, but I also want to know about your own experience. Uh, were you homeschooled, or have you homeschooled? I pulled my kids out of their Christian school and homeschooled, um, and I thought I could do better, and I think I did do better. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience, and it really taught me um, that, man, it, it's hard, you know, to homeschool, but it's so worth it. It was the most rewarding couple years of my life and my kids' life. Um, they ended up going back to their Christian school when I went to work for a member of Congress. But I believe public education is broken, completely broken right now, and we need to be making sure that we as parents are educating our kids. Absolutely. You know, as uh, and we're going to talk about Nehemiah in a moment here, but on so many levels, we are all building a wall, whether we are parents, you know, building the characters of our children and instilling certain values, or whether we're in a church, uh, wherever God has chosen to send us, we are building something. We, we only have two choices. We're either building or destroying. So true. And <laughs> I want to be building. So as you uh, homeschooled your children, it probably gave you time to think about certain curriculums and certain things that you wish your children had access to or were learning. And did that any way inspire you to develop this curriculum? Absolutely. My kids, I worked for a member of Congress when they were young, and so they, they went on the campaign trails with me, and they block walked and knocked on doors, and they volunteered, and they learned a lot about the political process and civics by doing it. And I think a lot of times we're, we're not really training our kids about the greatness of America, about how they individually can have a voice. And for me, I was a homeschooling mom that went to testify at a state platform committee um, on a school choice issue uh, related to homeschooling. And, you know, I was a young 28-year-old mom. If you told me that 20 years later, David Barton would nominate me on the national platform to be his counterpart uh, for Texas, I would have said, that's crazy. But one moment of obedience leads to another. And so we created a curriculum as government professionals to help Christians navigate um, advocacy, political parties, First Amendment, what's the purposes of the courts, how is our government set up, how to actually walk with Jesus in government. 
Um, and so we have an on-ramp to civic engagement seminar that I really recommend for anybody 12 and up. Um, if you want to use it as your, you know, senior yeah. level uh, government class, but it's a, a six and a half hour course, 12 videos. All of our classes are bucks on our website. We make it, we have PDFs, we have discussion notes, everything you need. And then we have a class called Salt and Light, how to impact our local communities, even teaching um, young people how to engage in their communities and to be salt and light. So we're trying to raise up leaders, Ruth, uh, and we believe that starts with kids at a young level um, and then becoming active adults in our communities. Well, um, so I'm, you know, I'm just launching my own virtual high school for homeschoolers. Mm. And so I love this idea of having an American government uh, curriculum kind of all spelled out. You have one that's on-ramp to civic engagement, and then you have another one called Salt and Light, how to impact your local community. Would you recommend blending them together, or maybe you know, the freshmen and sophomore do Salt and Light, and the juniors and seniors do, do the on-ramp to civic engagement? What would you recommend? Well, however many hours you want to do on government, but I, I highly recommend doing on-ramp to civic engagement First, um, that teaches the beginnings of what is politics, what is the process of elected officials, why, how should we pray for them, how should we vote, how should we engage, um, how do we do that as Christians and protect our yes. hearts from anger, fear, and pride, right? That's right. Um, how do we actually walk with Jesus in that space? And then salt and light goes local even drills down further, you know, how to go to your city council meeting, how to take over your Rotary Club and your Chamber of Commerce as a leader, how to get involved in your homeowners association. I even teach how to run a local campaign if somebody wants to be so brave to decide to put their name on the ballot. So um, we also in Texas, our Texas people have Austin 101, the Texas legislature class. Um, but now we're doing um, curriculum on the Bible. Um, our new class is the study of Nehemiah from a leadership perspective, and then we're producing biblical justice, biblical economics, and biblical worldview that all be out this year. Fantastic. And they can all find this at your website, christiansengage.org. Yep. Christians all spelled out, christiansengage.org. And any homeschooling family or any family, maybe your child has to be in public school or in a traditional Christian school, but you want them. You feel God is impressing you that, you know, it's time to not just huddle together. Yes. But it's time to get out there and really engage uh, the the world is coming to a close and we need to engage. Well, and the beauty of our curriculum, Rose, is uh, once a family purchases it, it's within a teachable system. Um, you can see where you are on the videos. You can project it on your TV, but you keep that curriculum forever. You have access. You can change your password and log into it at any time. So once you purchase it, it's yours for life. And so our hope is to be one of the largest on, you know, video curriculum on-demand uh, producers as far as civics and biblical worldview soon in the country. Yes, and having interviewed Barna not too long ago, that worldview is quickly being eroded. Yes. And we don't realize as parents sometimes the impact of our children's worldview changing or going the secular way. What, what do we do about it? Well, these are tools that we can do something about it. 
Now tell me a little bit about your curriculum on Nehemiah. I love Nehemiah so much. I love yeah, that story. this is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, as a political professional, you know, working beside members of Congress for years, I actually did a Bible study about 15 years ago with staffers on Nehemiah, and it really started digging into it and realizing, man, here Nehemiah was in a Persian uh, kingdom, right, in a foreign land. Um, as the cupbearer for the king. And he had a, such an influential position. I mean, he was there in the court when the king and queen had conversations. And he gets this message that Jerusalem is not okay. The walls are broken down. The defenses are in bad shape. And I just love uh, really digging into all the leadership qualities. He first went to prayer and intercession, right? And fasting yes. and prayer and took that burden to the Lord. And that was the beginning of him being obedient and to stand before the king and said, you know what, I'm willing to go back to Jerusalem. Can you imagine, Rose, going to Jerusalem and nobody knows who you are? This is before email and text cell phones, right? (laughs) And you walk in and you mobilize the city to repair the walls in 52 days. Yeah. Unbelievable. Talk about leadership. That's leadership. And not only that, you know, I, I've been in, I've worked with some denominations that did not want to take any funding except from what they earned in the, within the church with offerings and fundraisers. They felt like if they took funding from an outside organization that, that somehow that was a sin. And I'm going to look at Nehemiah. He was funded the whole way. Yes. He asked the king, and the king not only gave him what he asked, but he gave him papers to go through the nations leading up to Jerusalem. He sent him with a military, you know, personnel and security. I mean, he got more than he could ever ask or think. So there's a lot of things about Nehemiah being the blessed one, being favored, his way that he mobilized people, I brought mean, them together, is, gathered them. I mean, that's it, unheard of to be able to mobilize. And uh, and I know that he couldn't have done that without not only God's blessing, but then the letters and stuff that he had from the king, the world, the world leader at the time. Yes. But but then those uh, then uh, those naysayers, you know, those naysayers really. They really stop us sometimes in our tracks. You know, I was just talking to the lobbyist, or I think they have a fancier name than that, the public relations director that speaks on behalf of the National Religious Broadcasters Association in the in our legislative halls and how they're really, you know, working to preserve our communication freedoms. Yes. But one of the things that they talked about was that we are self-inhibiting. We are afraid ourselves to speak because we don't want, you know, to say anything to offend anybody. And I'm thinking, you know, that's so true. If Nehemiah had been like that, what would he, what would have he done when San Valentin, Tobiah, or however you pronounce their yep. names? Anyway, I want to ask you that, but we've run out of time on this show, so we're going to have to talk about that the next show. So that being said, thank you so much. I'm talking to Bunny Pounds, and you can go to the website, Christians Engaged. There's curriculum products there to really help you learn about what you can do locally and nationwide. With that, I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless.
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.